1176 Sports and Culture Podcast, bringing you the latest buzz and updates from our beloved Prairie View A&M University, featuring your fellow PV Panthers, Roland Austin, Jay Cleasy, Big Mike Washington, three-time swag champ Gati Rima, former drum major and HBCU band historian Shanetta Haskell, and Al Williams driving the show from the hill. Please subscribe and give us five stars and follow us on social media at Panthers underscore 1876. And welcome to the 1876 Sports and Culture Podcast. We are joining you this week in February after the freeze in Texas. Uh, how's everybody doing? Defrosted. How about yourself? Snowbagin 21. Warm. <laughs> right. It was nice today, man. I, I needed this today. We got up it to 60 here in Dallas. It was crazy. It was nice in Houston yesterday, and today it's up to 70. Yeah. 70 degrees. 70 degrees. How, we, how is it 70 today, and just Thursday, we were in single digits? Yeah. That's this Texas old bipolar. a hard freeze. That, that's, that's, that's Texas mixed with environmental change. Means yeah. it's just going to be foolishness from this point forward. Just absolutely crazy. So, There's so did anybody, anybody have flood, busted pipes? <laughs> <laughs> I, I had one busted pipe, but I'll, t- I'll take that one busted pipe. Dude came in, he was like, man, I can't even find this thing. So he he commenced to busting out my wall in my bedroom on my wife's side of the bed. But uh, I'll take that busted pipe all day over some of the, the damage that I've seen throughout Houston and Dallas areas. Yeah, that's for sure. Man, it was crazy up here, man. Monday night, it got down in my house, got down to like 45. And I I slept about two hours. You know, we moved a mattress in front of the fireplace. And I looked at my wife when we woke up. I was like, I, I can't do this another night. So she she nodded her head. She didn't even say that. She just nodded her head. And we, without even saying nothing, we both went and packed a bag and... uh and we went over to Shreveport, man. I had to get off the Texas grid. We went to Shreveport, Louisiana. Man. And they had snow there, but they had electricity, heat, and Wi-Fi. Did you pass by um, your, your lovely senator on your way out? Man. Y'all gave each other the deuce. Good <laughs> boy, man. <laughs> y'all y'all could conspired together, say, man, I'm out. But you can say, I'm out, too. Hey. <laughs> yeah. and, and, you, and you had to go away to Shreveport to find an available hotel room. Too. That's right. That's right, because well, all well, of them, you know, it was a hotel here in Allen that had electricity, but they had a big sign on the front door, no vacancy. Well, you could be like your senator and say you didn't want to leave, but your wife asked you to. Right. Yeah, oh, that's right. It wasn't my fault. Did. I didn't want to no, leave. No, no, no. He blamed his no, no, no. daughter. You were trying, he he trying to be a good father. He blamed father. his daughter. <laughs> yeah. He blamed his children. trying to be a good dad. I, I, What's I, up? I, I, I don't understand this. I think his wife leaked the text. I'm like, she's probably look. Don't blame my children on this. Yeah. Well, she know he a punk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah. That I was like, I'm throw your daughter, throw your daughter under the bus like that. My daughter. What? Hey, on a cool. If my if I'd have did that to my daughters, they'd have told on me. They they'd have told all their friends. My daddy lying. <laughs> <laughs> Do y'all think that's her payback for when he didn't defend her when Trump called her uh, ugly? Ooh. Yeah. You yes. kind of wonder. You wonder why she stayed. Because that group text show leaked real quick, real it was, clear. It was, yes, that was yes, it did. Real it time. Juicy, man. <laughs> man. It was I was juicy, like, man, you start looking at your group text like, um, who on here, if 
<laughs> the situation was on me. <laughs> who, hey. who would be the leaker? <laughs> Sadly, you got to do that on every communication you get out. I'm like, you know, <laughs> would make sure this passes the newspaper test. <laughs> hey, bro, I grew up. I, hey, I'm old enough to remember Kwame Kilpatrick, so I don't put nothing on a group text that I don't uh, intend to be public. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> man, Al, I, I was like you, man. We had the whole family in my living room in front of the fireplace. Even my oldest daughter, my son-in-law, and my two grandkids. We all made a pallet on the front on the living room yep. floor. It, I didn't have firewood, but we just had the gas uh, fireplace going with these two little burnt heaters trying to generate. And then every comforter that we had, some comforters 20 years old, my, my bachelor comforters, we pulled them things out. Just See? trying to stay warm. <laughs> See, somebody going to get pregnant off the damn With, with, with that old school. With that. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> Say, man, oh, it was so bad. We, we, we were so cold. Man, I we got up that next. Me and my son-in-law got up the first thing that morning and went looking for firewood laying around the side of the road. It's just crazy, man. And then you know, you saw like uh, some of these apartment complexes where pipes had burst. Those folks didn't even have a way to turn the water off. At least at the house, you can go out to the curb oh, and turn the water off. But those folks, they had no way to turn the water off. So the water was running into their apartment. It was just running until somebody would come out until there and the turn it off. Until the maintenance person came in and yeah. turned off, shut down. And the maintenance off. person probably had a two-wheel drive, lifted truck that got a limited slip differential with one tire spinning. He was probably not even on site. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I just yeah. felt sorry, man. I mean, some of the devastation that you saw. This was our Katrina. Yep. Yeah. As, as, a, as a matter of fact, how, how many Katrinas we gonna have? I mean, I'm like, dude, I am just so sick and tired. I was telling somebody the other day, I am tired of unprecedented. Can we let that word, you know, can we just not have events where that word is even necessary anymore? Mm -hmm. I need some predictable stuff, some stuff yeah. that I know it's March. I know the birds are going to be chirping, the bees are going to be flying, and I'm like, <laughs> it's going to be a, a nice 73 degrees. I don't need no. snowmageddon in the middle of March. <laughs> hey man, say, bro, you might as well get comfortable with being uncomfortable because this, yeah. this is on, on so many levels, environmentally, poli politically, racially. It's going to be uncomfortable for the rest of our lives, in my opinion. Everything's just unprecedented, though. And we then how come... Unprecedented next. But how come we had to find out in the middle of this that Texas is on its own grid? Who oh, knew? No, I've been knowing that. Yeah, we've no, been... I knew that. I, I didn't, didn't know, yeah, bro. I, I, I didn't knew. Know. When, when everybody from, was around that selling ACN. <laughs> remember last regulated. week? <laughs> oh, y'all forgot no. about that, huh? I remember <laughs> ACN. <laughs> This time last week, I was laughing at folks for emptying out the grocery stores. Like, man, it's just going to be cold. I did what, the same Why y'all got to empty out the grocery stores? And now... You understood, huh? I, I was making fun of them, too. I was looking at all the folks lined up in H-E-B. like, dog, it's two days worth of cold weather. What y'all doing? Right, yeah. right. Little did we know. Yeah. Little, little did we know that ERCOT has a list of about 25 recommendations, none of which they have addressed from 2011. Right. Little right. did we know that ERCOT is assigned by the Texas uh, utility on power. Guess who puts them in office? The governor. But he governor. governor. ERCOT. So he's talking so, out the side of his neck. And so, they are so, so, 501c3. How the hell? Stop it. 
You got so five hundred one c three over all utilities in the state of God so let's it, Texas, and and the top five makes over three hundred thousand a year on that yep. on that. Uh, and on don't that, even live here. Don't even and live, don't live, live in the state. Here. So so let's let's like direct this to our inept Texas politicians. Not only are they inept, they're criminals. Mm-hmm. Let's just call it what it is, man. How you and it and we ain't gonna start this with our current governor. We can't even start it with Rick Perry. This go Rick, back Rick to Perry. your boy W. Yeah. yeah. Rick, Rick. George W is the one who started this, this uh deregulation. Then it went up to Perry, who entered the governor's chair with five digits in his in his pocket. He left the office with seven digits in his pocket. How you leave an office with seven digits in your pocket and your governor's salary only pay you, what, about 200K, if that? Right. right. It's because of things like that. Deals with ERCOT. Yep. Yeah. Get money, taking money under the table with cats like ERCOT. Your, your and, beneficiaries are energy companies who dealing with ERCOT. And then you hear, you know, about it was supposed to be rolling blackouts across the state. <laughs> but it's certain neighborhoods that didn't lose power at, at all. all. The Woodlands. <laughs> yeah. The Woodlands, Texas the did not. The Highland Woodlands. Park. Listen. I, I will I, say I, this. I, I, def- I, de- I definitely get where you're going, but I the 75232 area code in Dallas, Texas, which is primarily predominantly black, which is where I grew up, which is where I was, didn't lose it at all either. Mm. So they slid, live in y'all district. Y'all got to have somebody. That's, that's, we yeah, got to trace this back. Y'all got to come. Y'all we got to play blues clues up in here. I am, a, I am <laughs> assuming that we are close to fire stations, hospitals, do something. Because we, we, now I'm not complaining because I had somewhere to go. That's where I went. I went and stayed, hung out with my dad all week. But, um, so yeah, I was thankful. But, you know, I, I did. Yeah, if you were on that grid, Red. With the hospitals, you were hospitals good. and the fire station, yeah, and the fire well, stations, yeah. I got a fire station right in front of my neighborhood. We ain't no damn lights for three days. <laughs> and rolling, you know, Frisco was thirty minutes on, thirty minutes off. I was thirty minutes on, six hours off, and you know, it was like a routine. When the power came on, everybody screamed. What What was the first thing you did? Plug your phone in. It was like a whole routine. Plug your phone in. Plug the heaters in. Open up the cabinets so you can get some some heat to the pipes and thermostat on eighty five. So so for for you non Texans, non Louisiana folks, this when you learn the benefit of a generator. I was (laughs) cranking up that generator every time the lights went off. Why was was the average cost of generators up by at least 50%? You're talking about some price gouging. Bruh. (laughs) I I was in Louisiana, and they had no generators within two states of Texas. They were Mm. all sold out. Actually, generators went short this summer when that yep. last yeah. hurricane was going to come that through, and, that, and that's when I bought mine actually. But it didn't, it didn't hit, and generators were on short supply after, ever since then. Yeah. So you know, once we did get power back, I'm looking around like, okay, I got to be prepared for this next one. Let me look at the options. Do I do solar? Do I do oh, a whole wow, home generator? <laughs> but yeah. come to find out, hey. in the state of Texas. You cannot have a battery connected to your solar. Your solar energy has to be sold back 
Anything excess has to be sold back to the grid. You can't have a powder power backup. So that Texas, uh, I mean, that Tesla uh, battery ball, you can't yeah. have it here in Texas. It's against the law. It's against the law. It's against the law. You have anything that comes off of solar has to go back to the grid. Now, if you have it and run it off of your home power to charge the battery, yeah, that can be your backup. But when it run out, you just out. So let's dig into this. If you want to connect it it to your solar, you can't in Texas. So why is it against the law? What greedy? Mm. Yeah, I don't even understand how they even make because that. They I know to get they paid. are trying to figure out their trip. Now they have decided for for Tesla owners now they're going to add another tax on you to kind of offset the the um, fuel tax that they're no longer getting. I think that's some crap too. Um, but I did not know that they because that's a, that was my next plan that was, was to next, go I'm with the you, um, with the solar shingles and to solar get the power wall. Yeah. Yep. yeah, I was right there, and it, I just found out today it is against the law in Texas. Because they want all the money. So all these fools like Jerry Jones with his gas company raising everybody's rates where you see people not getting $5,000 gas bills, $17,000 electric bills when our stuff was turned off. Yeah, when do you see see that gas bill next month and that power next month? And and so Governor Abbott's top five donors are energy. Energy. In the energy sector. Hmm. These are our Texas... Our Texas, how our long is Texas Republican greedy? Republican. Yes. How, this this message, I mean, like Beto said, having people running your state that don't believe in government is just a bad idea. Yeah. yeah. It's a failed experiment. We are basically a failed state at this point because people got no no electricity and no water. So the good news is this situation here actually hit um the other side of the tracks. Yep. I don't know everybody. if it hit, I don't know if it hit hard enough to make it blue, but it definitely hit hard enough to make some serious changes in our political system and also in our um our infrastructure system. Like folks are hot right now. So well. You know, it, it's usually it's just the you know the have nots that's complaining. This ain't right. This ain't that. Oh, well, you should have prepared. Well, dude, <laughs> how was I supposed to prepare for this? Hey, Say, bro, you know, that's the usual tagline, right? Yeah. Well, you should have prepared for this. You should have had bro. about eight grand <laughs> set aside for when your ceiling falls in. <laughs> I wish, I wish I could say that's the case, and but and we're not getting caught up in and becoming prisoners of the moment, and everybody's mad because we lost power. Mm-hmm. Uh, really makes a difference because it did impact everyone, but. I mean, if you look at who's supporting you, you said it yourself. If you look at Abbott's top supporters, this is this is something that's not going to change overnight. And how yeah. quick was he to get on the news talking about it was because of the renewable energy and the Green the New green Deal? Power. Green ain't New even deal. in law. <laughs> Bruh, it's so insane that the lies that it should be illegal to get on TV and cut and, and just make flat out lies. It's, it's insanity. Insane, well, we, but but that's the this culture that, that yeah, thrives that's the on culture. that though, Joe. You know, yep. we get yeah. out and we put it out. If we put it out blanket like and it takes form in whatever, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, on live television, all you need is just for the blanket statements to go out and then the form of public opinion just takes it from there. Doesn't so even the, have to be real, doesn't have to be so facts. I tell you what, the Republican greed is destroying this state much less this country. But I guarantee you, 
every trailer home in the city of Houston and throughout the state of Texas was an icebox. And them folks... A little boy that died. Yeah. The first day it snowed, he was outside enjoying the snowstorm, saying, hey, I never got to play in snow before. The next day, he froze to death. That is so That's some, I'm, excuse me, I say this with all disrespect to all these politicians. That's some bullshit. Already. With yep. all due disrespect, that's some bullshit. When you got a kid dying, freezing to death in the United States of America, yep. that's some so, bullshit. So let's circle back around to that statement. I actually text uh, one of our, our first guests, Dino. Uh, he's from New Orleans. And I, and, uh, I text Dino. I said, man, we looking at a, a Katrina level event. And he said, bro, I was saying the same thing. I hmm. think you're going to go when people start knocking door to door. You're going to start spraying X's on people's houses, on those old dilapidated houses that had insufficient insulation. Yep. Ain't yep. no way in hell. If I was nope. damn near about to die in my well-insulated house, ain't no way in hell folks in them old houses with insufficient heat and made it through two nights of this foolishness. No. Ain't no way. We just don't know the number yet. Yep. And when we get that yeah. final number... They're going to do like Cuomo in New York. They're going to be like, no, nah, it was COVID. <laughs> it's going to be a lie told. Yeah. But if, if, if you're only watching Fox News, then they're not privy to any of this information. So and then they'll have amnesia because I've been watching because I, I hope at some point we get to well, I think I think they're calling him Fled Cruz. Um, but if you look at some of the comments saying, you know, well, Ted, he needed a vacation. There was nothing that he could do. So mm-hmm. the types of people that vote. Yeah, I, yeah. I hate that he's not coming up on the election. He's got what another four years before. No, he yeah. got six more. No, he, he just has... got reelected. Yeah, he yeah. just got reelected. That, yeah. That's that's the bad timing part of it. So yeah. he, by the time yeah. that rolls around, folks will have forgotten. Mm-hmm. Yep, they would have forgotten I, if, about if, the king. If I was his opponent, I would bring it up every campaign. Absolutely. Yeah, you know Republicans soft. They ain't gonna play dirty. You know that. Yeah. Well, clearly, I mean, Democrats because he off. Is. I mean, Democrats I off. mean, yeah, Democrats off. They're they not going to play yeah. that. They're not going to want to bring that up. In the meantime, like, PV was down, and how about the student government setting up yes. warming stations? That was awesome. awesome. Why yeah, is it that the students awesome. know what to do, but these guys that we elect and send to Washington, they, oh, there's nothing I can do. I, I, I was just trying to be a good dad. Man, miss me with Man, that. because we have drifted away from core leadership, like just basic leadership, right? And we've also drifted away from just having um, a moral compass. Like those students did what they did because it was just the right thing to do. Yeah. Right. And we yeah. no longer, no longer does that even persist, persist anymore. Nobody just does what was just the right thing. Well, to. let's 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 can't, let's look at that word nobody. Certain I'm sorry, I didn't folks, mean the blanket. Yeah. Certain folks yes, yes. don't do right because they're driven by greed. Yep. Our folks do right against yep. our PV students who did right by Man, setting up those to stations. And they were all dealing with who knows what, no lights, yep. no power, no but they water, found no a way food. to organize to put together a warming station, not just for them but local the local uh, community as well. Community as well. Uh, Hempstead residents, whomever <laughs> needed it. <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah, I was like, let's give credit uh, because the student government government catalyzed it, but they worked with the Prairie View City officials. And you're right, Joe. It also they also had people from Waller, from Hempstead, and big shout outs to she goes by the name of Madam President. I think it's Alana Gasket. 
Gaskin, who uh, she was all on Twitter saying, hey, come on out. The warming shelter is gone. You know, the, the very good operation. I, I was very proud of, of this stu- the student body, not only her, but the student body for stepping up and doing something that our state should have been doing. Yeah. 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 Well, it, it helps when your local officials, your local government has such a good and a, and a close relationship with those students as well. I mean, you know, hats off to Brian Rowland for just getting re- just recently getting elected as the mayor down there. Yeah. Um, and that entire city council, you know, listen, they are they yeah, are locked and key with the needs. Now. Yeah. And you got a county commissioner and also, you know, so um, some really good people, solid folks, you know, that's. Just so happen to be members of Alpha Phi Alpha, but you know I digress off of that. But you no, know, I'm sorry, bro. They're, they're a member of what? What? What organization? I'm sorry. Um, Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. Oh, yeah. Okay. So yeah, uh, I, thank but, you. You know, they just yeah. <laughs> ah, I guess that's that's probably just a coincidence. It's so so many coincidences. I'm telling you, man, it's, it's yeah. amazing. But. I, I don't know. You know, Alpha Phi Alpha just develops leaders and uh, promotes. Uh, brotherhood and academic excellence while providing uh, service to our community, but uh, that's just, you know, that's just that's what just, I heard. That's just, just one what of those was things. on the pamphlet, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just one of those things. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but speaking about the students, I think it's important for us to, so remember, during the last election cycle, they put together a tremendous uh, voter registration drive. Mm-hmm. So Boy. they've shown that they are polit- politically in tuned and they yep. are, are ready to to continue to push uh, the political envelope forward. So us as alumni, we need to do whatever we can to help them, encourage them, give us the, the provide financial capital to help them uh, continue to push this path voter res- registration drive and into whatever they see fit and to help push this state blue and get these crooks, these Republican crook, crooked politicians out of office. And you know what What surprised me? I was watching the news from Louisiana on Wednesday. And this was late Wednesday, or it might have even been Thursday morning. And your Houston mayor said that he had not heard from the governor. Now, how can you be the mayor of the largest city in the state? One of the largest cities in the country, and you have not heard from your governor in the middle of this? Yeah. Seriously? It's no, like he- that? It's crazy. And it all boils down to politics. That's the but, but you got you got folks coming in from out of state doing more for the state. You had Sheila Jackson Lee down there in Houston who packing called the groceries. department. Yeah, yeah, packing groceries who called who called the Department of Energy and they told her, yeah, we can we can plug y'all into the to the uh to the southwestern grid so y'all can draw some power down if, if the capacity is an issue. Why hadn't Governor Abbott even considered that? So so uh, that's 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 why the power is on that bro. What? Yes, that's where the extra capacity came from so they could turn the power on on Thursday. So that was just so a simple phone call. She made a phone call to the Department of Energy and they they said, yeah, we can plug y'all in. We just needed the, the authorization to do it or the word to do it. She was like, do it. Yeah, the city of uh, El Paso. Most of the state was in pa- the city of El Paso didn't have not any power outages no, yeah, issue. they're not on that. They're not on the grid. They're the only ones that's not on that. Yeah, only ones not on the grid. 
So it's funny. You're right, Al. That was, I mean, Joe, that was the first time I heard that. So here's what I thought was very coincidental, that all of a sudden, once that bill passed where they can actually um, pass those uh, um, costs down to the consumers, it was almost simultaneously. That's when the lights came off everybody. Mm hmm. Crazy. Yep. So I all I just followed the money. I was like, so let me get this straight. Now all of a sudden they got it. They made it okay for you to overcharge everybody. Now you can everybody can get lights. So that's what I I didn't Crazy. know. Crazy. Um, uh, Congress machine. Uh, Congresswoman uh, Lee made a call. So so the the city running the state of Texas is like running a, a, a multi billion dollar company. If you oh, steal a self-sustained economy, it, it's self-sustained. You ain't got to do nothing. And if you steal a few million, uh, a, 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 a hundred million, ain't nobody gonna notice. Let's say, and that's what the that? Republicans have been doing. And, and it's like it's like you know, you go to a state like Louisiana and you hear about politicians going to jail all the time in Louisiana. It's because they ain't got no money. So if you steal, if you only got ten thousand and you steal five thousand, everybody gonna notice. Mm. State of Texas don't have that issue. So these these Republican politicians have been robbing the state of Texas blind with all these behind the 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 door deals such as ERCOT and all the the, the bills that Roland just mentioned. They've been robbing themselves us blind, enriching themselves, and all here right. we go after- holding the bill, paying for it. After 2011, they had the money to do what they supposed to do, but since it wasn't mandated, they didn't. So guess what they about to turn around and do? Ask us for the money again. No, nah, bro. They gonna make them mandated and get the money. Yep. 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 And all of a sudden, we are gonna have this extra little tax on top of your electric bill. And man, I, I'm I'm okay with a state income tax. If y'all gonna fix all this crap and get rid of these damn tolls, because I'm paying it now. I added up how I much okay. I used to pay. So, bruh, I added I up how much okay. I used to pay in income tax in Michigan and then versus how much I pay in tolls, I'm upside down in Texas. Well, well, so going, the, yeah. Go ahead, Going Mike. back to those recommendations real quick. So you had a representative from ERCOT on, I think it was on Fox, who said, yes, we had all these recommendations. <laughs> So we'll make them required now. So you got millions of dollars to implement those recommendations. What happened to those funds? And now you know what's going to happen. Like you said, Al, they're going to make them mandated. That's what the representative from ERCOT said. And now you're going to ask for another so many millions of dollars you write in the check. So who's going to flip the bill for it? I'll let you that. That's what that's what pisses me off about this whole thing. I'm like, like at this point, I want I want to be on the the United States grid, not yeah, the Texas grid. The national grid. Yes, and I want all the Fed regulations and everything to be to to be in control of all of this because you notice nobody else lost power. I was in Louisiana and I talked to the lady at the hotel and she said she had been there for 60 years, had never seen snow like this. But guess what? We had power. Yep. Message. So I got a question. I got a, a question. With Texas always beating our chest, talking about we want to succeed for the union. We Texas, we the great state of Texas. <laughs> we the lone star. We the lone star state. We better than everybody else, which is cool. I like Texas pride and, and gumption. <laughs> we deserve all the help we got from other states. Nope. From from nope. AOC. Do do we well, deserve that help? We did. We shouldn't have even needed it. Let's start yeah. there. I mean, listen, I, I used to do power gen services. 
After the Obama administration started going after these coal, I won't say going after, but starting trying to reform a lot of the coal fire uh, plants and things like that, a lot of these plants decided that they were skipping out on outages. They were they were deferring maintenance on a lot of these. And so I found it very interesting. I'm like, hmm. I remember over 3,500 people getting shut down out of an entire division at GE. Coincided right along with a whole bunch of these outages getting pushed out and, and yeah. all this maintenance getting extracted and saying, no, we're not going to do that. And I get it. Hey, the, the outages are expensive. Joe, you know about the outages. They are very expensive to do. But now all of a sudden, all of that deferred maintenance has come back to bite you in the behind. And now all of a sudden you have a laundry list of recommendations. You didn't have to have a counsel for those recommendations. The OEM gives you the recommendations on what to do. It's like not doing anything to your AC for like five, six years. I don't know why those coils are all clogged up. We <laughs> ain't did nothing to them. <laughs> Sorry, it's 108 degrees outside, but buddy, I told you this to do this two years ago. So I, I you know, it's They're talking about wind, the, the windmills froze. Uh, bro, they got windmills in Antarctica. That's how they power those. <laughs> they got windmills. They got windmills. I live in I live in Minnesota. Those they didn't have a problem with those windmills shutting down. What do you mean those frozen? <laughs> and I'm like, we just landed a space rover on Mars like a feather, shooting video back. You know, collecting samples and all that, but we can't keep the damn lights on in Houston. In the great state of Texas. Bro, this like the Gil Scott Heron. <laughs> you know? You but Cruz is in Cancun. Pipes yeah. busted, water everywhere, but Cruz is in Cancun. Cruz is in Cancun. <laughs> at, at, at the Ritz Carlton. At the Ritz Carlton. Well, let's throw tonight. Yep. Let's throw everybody good security. out there. Let's throw them all out. Deval Patrick. Wait, where he at? I ain't heard nothing from his idiot ass. Uh, how about the patch, the eye patch boy, Dan Crenshaw? Yeah. Ain't heard nothing from Dan Crenshaw. He loud every other time. Well, these cats had who be out there in the in the public beating HS, saying we from the great state of Texas and we yeah. want to do things how we want to do them. Right. Okay. All yeah. right. And with that, let's take a quick break and we'll be back with the I'm so glad. Welcome, everyone, and we are back for the I'm So Glad I Went to PVU segment. This week, we have Mr. Anthony Limbrock Jr. joining us. He's a senior business administration with a focus in marketing uh, at PV. He's also Navy ROTC, also runs his own business. I don't know where he finds the time. Anthony, welcome to the show, bruh. It's a pleasure to be on the show. Uh, thanks for inviting me. How's everybody doing today? Doing good, good man. Good. Trying to stay good. Welcome. Frosted. So I'm gonna go, Joe. I'm gonna go to you for the first question. Yeah, man. So you've got a lot going on on, on your on on your plate. Uh, tell us about how you uh, go about finding the time to do everything that you're doing, and how did you, uh, I guess, find your passion for what you do. All right, great. So starting with the first question, finding time. Uh, so time is a valuable commodity and I've had to work on my organize, organization skills a lot while being here on semester. So uh, typically I divide my inner OTC and school day from 5 a.m. in the morning when I wake up to 9 p.m. at night. 
then I handle most throughout the week, most business related tasks um, from then on to like midnight from 9 p.m. to midnight. See, and then finding my passion was the second question. Cool. Uh, so uh, I bloomed. I was I was a late bloomer in terms of finding my passion for photography because uh, I had no experience around any kind of cameras all throughout high school. I kind of just wandered around doing graphic design and theater. Uh, so I knew I wanted to be in the realm of, you know, TV personality show. But uh, I didn't find my passion for cameras <laughs> until I was here at PV my sophomore year. And I was in the theater department, but we had a photographer come to like promote our show that we were doing. And he let me use his camera for a little bit. And I was hooked. I had never been so fascinated with a piece of technology in my entire life. And uh, I've just been chasing that high ever since. So, so what's your what's your preference? Are you a, a, a old school SLR or are you more of a, a digital uh, like iPhone um, type type photography? What's your what's your platform that you prefer? All right, so my platform is definitely digital. Um, I'm not, well, I, I recognize that there's a high degree of skill that comes with using like film cameras and regular SLRs. So I'm strictly digital. <laughs> all right, yeah, all right. keep it, it simple. Easy. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. They point click. So, so, so I have a question for you. If, you know, what is your ideal photograph and, and what do you, what kind of, themes do you look for you know is it moody is it somber do you like a certain genre of events to try to capture what is you know what's your ideal set of photographs right now at this stage in your career excellent question so my ideal photography is definitely moody high contrast shots so typically in most of my photos it'll be set up like my video camera here i have a one light and then a good shadow side of the face it helps convey more emotion for those for those uh, jobs that require it. Now, obviously I can do bright um, commercialized photo shooting, but typically stick to emotion, high emotion, high contrast. Um, I love doing portraits in, what's it called? In forests or wooded areas. Cause at that point I have so much control over the light that I can put on my subject. Uh, let me uh, mute my phone here. All right. But yeah, so whenever the darker the area is and the more light that I'm able to control in my photography, that's what I love. Wow. Uh, I'm a perfect Thank subject. You. <laughs> 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 you know, one thing I will say, man, you guys, uh, I, I don't know, it's just the, the caliber of students that we have been interviewing, but you guys have such charisma and, yeah. and, and presence about yourself. I am. I, first of all, I got to give you props for that. Um, yeah. is that something that you kind of developed over? I know you said you spent some time in theater. Is that something you kind of developed there? Or is it something that you kind of did in high school? Or your parents kind of influenced that, but what kind of drove that? Oh, it's definitely, uh, I'm a firm believer that it takes a village to raise a person. So I've had influence from school, um, through theater, uh, what my theater teacher would say, Mrs. Russell, is that you're always auditioning. So, hey, your character outside of the theater room reflects what you're going to do in the theater room. And it's just stuck with me ever since. And my parents, they have a great reputation from their hometown of Jasper, Texas. And every time they go back, just people <laughs> go out of their way to say hi or shake their hands. So I love that feeling. I like having a good reputation. Wait a minute, you're from Jasper? Wait a minute, hold up. Now, you're from Jasper. <laughs> yeah, right. I have family from the Jasper, so I can say this: you don't sound like you from Jasper. <laughs> Jasper has a twang. Uh -huh. How did you? How did you drop the twang? 
<laughs> oh, it's, it's a lot of practice. Like my parents, my parents started me off with like, um, it was this old school author CD. It was the computer game on like those old computers with a, with a backside to, to it. Uh, but yeah, it would like read stuff to me and then I would read it back. And I, I just been uh, practicing proper or speech. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that boy got no it's called diction. It's called denunciation, there, but he was talking about the my, floppy my disk. He's like, inflection. it had a floppy disk. He had this thing that you put in it. <laughs> oh my god! I, I wish I wish y'all could see this this brother, man. He he is smooth, y'all. I this guy. I'm trying to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! Can you uh, describe to us how do you go about marketing and branding yourself and your business? Oh, excellent. So. I do like to cross um, promote or cross plat platforming. So my main account where I market my business is through Instagram, but then I also have a Facebook page that just shows like my events or what I've done in the past. And I use YouTube as well. Uh, I'm just now getting into YouTube, but I want to do like tutorials and instructional videos for uh, beginning photographers with tips that I've learned. And I'm just going to use each of those platforms to direct traffic to each of the other because, you know, some person may have a preference as to which platform they use. And in terms of branding, uh, so uh, it, outside of this, delivery motion pictures. So there you go. <laughs> very first thing I did uh, with my graphic design background uh, from high school is I made a very simple logo, something that wasn't hard, just two letters, LP. Because uh, originally I wanted to be Limbrick Productions, but uh, it turns out I have family in California who already owns the rights to that name. So, Ooh. yeah, I had, to, I had to switch it to Limbrick Motion Pictures. So okay. I just added an M in between and I kept the LP. And uh, let's see. Well, after so what, that, the next what's step. What's the Instagram? You got to give us the Instagram. You said oh, you were on yes. Instagram. What's the let IG? Me, let me drop the Instagram. So it's Limbrick Motion Pictures. Uh, or it's that's it at Limbrick Motion Pictures L I M B R I C K uh, Motion M O T I O N Pictures P it's very long but as soon as you type in Limbrick I'm one of the top three. Oh, okay, okay, I got right. you. Yep, yep. So all right, since all right. since you are uh, obviously schooled in in marketing, can you and this is a sports a semi sports show? Can you give us your opinion on? Uh, how Prairie View markets its sports teams and, you know, how do you personally go to the football games, basketball games? Do you know about them? Is it marketed to you or to the student body? What's your opinion on that? Woo, that's a difficult question. So I personally am not into sports that much, uh, so I can't say that I'm familiar with it. But I will say that um, what Prairie View does when it markets is it it caters it to a generalized public. So I know what's going on. I know who we're going against. And I definitely know if we win or lose just based on people's faces the next day. So I, I tip my hat to their marketing department for a person who doesn't or isn't interested in football. I'm a tennis player, by the way. Uh, yeah, I, I think they're doing a great job. Very upstanding. Okay. Interesting perspective. He said what he said. He said, he said what, what he said. said. <laughs> so, so, so Anthony, uh, you know, you're senior, you're about to graduate, going off to NROTC. Uh, you got to give your years to the Navy, but uh, I understand that uh, you might be venturing over into that married life here in a minute. Is that is that that true? Woo. Yes, sir, it is. Okay. Um, 
So my my girlfriend of four years, now fiance, Jessica Sujansky uh, is her name. Uh, we met back when I was in high school. She worked at this place called Golden Chick, um, just right down the street. And, and I'd get the same order, uh, the $6 box, spicy with spice on fries. And she memorized <laughs> my order and I just use that to just build a rapport. Uh, four years later, hey, it's going great. And uh, let's see. So our, our scheduled wedding date is going to be on April 1st. Um, that was also um, the excuse that I used to uh, ask her out on a date in case she said no. I could have just it said April, April Fool's, Fool's joke. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> See? Yeah, he's from Jasper. <laughs> That's a new school player, right? There. Yeah. <laughs> but thank God she said yes. It's been a happy four years. Um, she's my rock. All right. Cool. Congratulations. Well, well, outstanding. Congratulations. Congratulations on that, young man. Sir. So, so uh, what is your dream post once you uh, get your commission? When I get my commission, so I would I, finding my passion for photography because you know originally when I joined the Marine Corps, I was all about that grunt life going in infantry. Uh, but I would like to pursue my passions Whoa. of photography through public affairs inside the Marine Corps because I see um, outside it would you know benefit look good on my resume. Hey, this guy is diligent, hardworking, and can stay in shape on top of managing social media or using. Uh, various techniques to get the Marine Corps message out to the people. So what's, what's your PT score? PT score, it was 278 last time I last time I did oh, it, but that okay. was oh COVID has uh, stopped our PT session. So let's see if I did. Yeah, is the max still 300 for you guys? It still is. Okay. All right. Oh, well, actually. you got I, I I was Army ROTC, so I had a 294. I'm not bragging anything. Yeah, yeah, he bragging. I will throw that out there real quick. So for the Marine Corps, we have two different PT um, tests. So one is the PFT and the CFT. On the PFT, there's that three mile run that I yep. hate, and I always get a low PT score, quote unquote. Still first class, but when we do our CFT, the combat fitness test, it's short explosive speed um so i get really close i think it was a 291 out of 300 and all right there you, just and i will speed. give y'all credit y'all also y'all three mile the army only does a two mile for their run so there you yeah i'm sure i'd be much lower if you asked me to do three miles <laughs> right, you that, i was in like maybe 250 260 <laughs> <laughs> and now you weigh 252 nah <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Joe. That was real bad. Uh, real I mean, he put you out there real quick, like didn't he, Ron? <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm sorry. I'm drinking milk now, though. I don't know, Anthony. You might have too much character, too much flavor for the Marine Corps. I know. Are you are you gonna have to kind of tamper down your your charisma a little bit? You might be look considered a smart ass. Yeah, I mean, so there definitely is a, a different hat that I have to put on. The Marine Corps is definitely more serious in terms of their leadership. So it's the officer role that I'm applying to. Um, and I've had experience doing it. So each summer, um, instead of doing internships with regular businesses, I venture off into uh, the Marine Corps and Navy side of things. And we just we get to see what it's actually like and kind of shadow people. Yeah. Um, most interestingly, um, I got to shadow like a, you know, I can't say retire. An older drill instructor during the, um, their NSI, which is like the, it's 
kind of like boot camp for all the midshipmen across the, the United States. So they take them to Great Lakes where the real Navy boot camp is. And I got to see um, how essentially the enlisted life is treated. And I'm like, wow, okay. So these are the people, the sailors and Marines that I'm going to be leading. They go through all this together, um, that crucible of just lack of sleep. You got to be there 100 miles an hour every day. And yeah, and, and I just work on leadership skills in that, in those environments. So. so is the Marine Corps still like Full Metal Jacket with F. Lee Army when he was a jelly donut? <laughs> That's uh, my favorite movie of all time, man. <laughs> I will say there was a, a huge lack of jelly donuts whenever, well, I didn't go to boot camp, but I, I went to OCS. So uh, it's the, I guess, boot camp for officers. Also, yeah. it would have been nice to have a jelly donut. I don't know where he would have gotten it, but. It's uh, it's healthy food that they give you nowadays. Um, hazing isn't a thing on the officer side. However, hazing will still take place in the enlisted side of boot camp. That is authorized. Has not has not left. You say it's authorized. <laughs> <laughs> not wrong with it. It must man. only be in the Marine Corps because in the Army it is in like, the Army. You know, I was really floored when I went through boot camp in the Army. I went on through the enlisted side, and uh, folks were like. Um, Dude, you had like them yelling at you doesn't bother you. I say they can't hit you. <laughs> By that time, I had plans already. I'm like, this is nothing. <laughs> yeah, it makes a difference. You can yell all day, buddy. I'm good. <laughs> so you got plans when you joined the math team, Roland? Oh, yeah. They, you know, you have to have your protractors and stuff. Sorry. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Gotta have everything ready when you get ready to go. You clean that up real good. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Anthony. Well, we appreciate you joining us, man. You, I want you to shout out. Uh, you said you, you're about to launch the uh, YouTube channel, so let all of our listeners know how they can follow you and keep and keep track of you uh, as you move throughout your career here. Oh, definitely. So I, I'm very consistent with all of my um, my social media. It's all at Limbrick Motion Pictures, except Twitter because there's a a linked requirement, so it's just Limbrick Picks. But definitely, if you follow any one of them, you'll be able to find the other ones because I have a link tree. So y'all need to spell it or screenshot it. Uh, Limbrick Motion Pictures on the shirt. Look for the logo. It's uh, it's everywhere. All right. Appreciate you, bro. All right. So let's take a quick break and we'll be right back with the We Ready shout out. We are back and we're just going to go straight into the We Ready shout out. So so who you got this week, man? Man, I, I think we got a shout out uh, AOC, Miss Cortez out there, up there from the great state of New York. While your boy Ted Cruz was flying out to Cancun, she saw fit to f- set up a fundraiser that at this point has raised well over $4 million for Texans. See? Not New Yorkers, for Texans. See? Shout out. She she know how to make it do what it do, man. She is the best at the the new platforms and and getting a message out. She is the best in the business at it. And and she is running circles around these fools. And I would not be surprised to see her on a ticket uh within the next 12 years, bro. Real talk. If not, she out here doing the work. She doing doing the work. work. So when your heart is in the right place, which is to serve, then you show up. And you ready. Right. Yeah. And even if you out here just to get up for a photo op and doing the work in the meantime, I'm still good with that. 
I'm good with that. Let Just people know you. Because your boy Ted do a photo op in the parking lot with 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 two cars in the parking lot, and he gonna put a case of water in the back of somebody's trunk. Come on, that man. he didn't even buy it. He ain't even buy it. Man, miss me with that. Let me borrow that case of water right quick. This dude. He also, not only that, I, I, and it may all be in this one area because you can't do that much in one day, but they have a picture of him, of course, passing out water. And then there's also a picture of him today cutting barbecue. Cutting barbecue for first responders. <laughs> you can't make it up. You just can't yeah, make it up. I'm like, dude. Okay, uh, anyway, so, you let, missed let, the optics train, all buddy. Right. All <laughs> right. Hey, this, this segment is to focus on a positive. Right. So who else yes, we got? Yes, all right, so yes. are we ready? I got to give it to PV Men's Basketball. Oh, yes. 77-75 on the TSU. Got yes, that sir. dub, baby. Made me a little nervous ready. there at the end, but... uh. Pulled it out. <laughs> yeah. their, their first game in what almost three weeks? Three mm-hmm. weeks. Yeah. You got weather cancellations, tough gritty win on the road. So hey, they, they shot bro. below their season average in the on, on from the field, but they pulled it out against TSU. At yeah. home. At, at, at TSU. TSU. Yeah. Yes, sir. So men's basketball, they We're ready. ready. They ready. And last shout out, the black church. The black church has showed up once again where government has failed. I know here in Dallas, Friendship West, free hot meals, free water. They've been on game from day one all year. We've been remote for over a year and they have not missed a beat. So shout out to all the black churches and, and all those black churches are not even in Texas that were helping out with this food drive here in Texas. I know you had Lance Watson out of Virginia. You had uh, you had them from all over the country sending money over. Uh, that is what we do. Yeah. And so the black church, they ready. Uh, how about Mattress Matt? Gallery Mattress oh, Matt. Yes, yes, yes Gallery Matt. He, he, he's notorious for opening his doors. He did it for he's done it for hurricanes. He's did it for floods. And he you know, there was no hesitation. So shout out to Mattress Matt. He is always ready. He needs a new, he needs a tagline. He needs clutch in his name somewhere because he comes through in the clutch every time. Call him White Jesus. I don't know. (laughs) Since Jesus black, we're going to call him Mr. Black. Okay. Hey, I roll with that. You know, he is ready. All right. Well, Shanetta, you want to take us out? Since you quit on us last week, I know. You got to get it tight this week. Yeah. All right. We understand the temple, right? I heard you did a good job last week, though, so let's just go with it. All right. Peavy. You know. Oh, that'd be a little work. That'd be a little work. All right, and we out. All right. What happened, man? Hey, that's it.